0: Welcome to season four of the Navit podcast, all about money stories. We all have a unique relationship with money and an equally unique story about how that relationship made us who we are today. This season, we will be asking navigators in our community to share their tales. We hope these stories will help us all learn more about our common human experience and dig deeper into our own financial journeys. Feel free to join the conversation. If you have specific financial questions you would like people to answer, call us and leave a voicemail at 206-405-0182. We will read your questions and have them answered on this season of the podcast. We look forward to hearing from you soon. Welcome back to the Navit Podcast. We are so excited to welcome CEO and founder of Duca, Katura Ovio. Welcome, Katura. Thank you, Erin. Happy to be here. We can't wait. I can't wait to hear your money story. But also, do you want to just give people a little bit of your background and then tell us what Duka does? Okay. So my background is in software
1: engineering. So I started off my career building software, all kinds of software for web, desktop, mobile, um, even did a bit of um, hardware as well. Um, I worked for a Japanese company in Asia. Um, in total, I was in Asia for six years and wow. I was homesick and I had these ideas, so it was just like, I could move to another country like the U S and earn bigger salary, or I could come here and try out these ideas that I have for two years. If it fails, at least I can live the rest of my life knowing that I tried and it failed then for me to go about life and thinking what ifs, and I wouldn't have the question, the answers to those questions. So that's uh, I started as that, you know, moved to Lagos, Nigeria. Founding my first startup, didn't know anything. I mean, engineers of business, <laughs> I had to read a lot. <laughs> I had to read a lot. I got myself a mentor, um, someone who's local, who's done business for um, 20 plus years. I got into um, a program, a business fellowship program that came with some grants that also helped for me to build nice. my network of entrepreneurs locally, as well as, you know, get myself attached to like the ecosystem, Get myself got, got myself a mentor, Got got grants, so could start. Um, and just basically just try out the idea, you know, get my proof of concept within the first four, six months and everything just kind of exploded over there. Got, you know, international recognitions, got, you know, from British Council, Virgin Group, um, Sir Richard Branson mentored me. I was, you know, for, let me. <laughs> I was on that like the Virgin, I was a Virgin child <laughs> pretty much for like a year. <laughs> I had like three flights. I had personal mentorship with him. I went to his entrepreneurship center in um, Johannesburg. So it was given all these perks, and you know, I, I guess you are not ready for that kind of success, and you're like, oh, I just I just came here to try out this thing and see how it goes, and oh my god, <laughs> you know, I'm like, you're so, some, Yeah, it was actually it was it was really good. Um, but you know, after three years, I had to shut that down because it was great product. Um, Amazing market opportunity, wrong timing. Everything was wrong with e-commerce at the time. It was an e-commerce platform, kind of like Etsy, so like a maker market for people who make stuff on the continent of Africa. At the time, card or digital payment penetration was there. like it almost was not existent, pretty much. Yeah. Um, logistics yeah. did not exist. It was super hard to find local logistic companies. The only ones you could find that were reliable was DHL, FedEx, UPS, and they weren't really interested so in like doing you know small package deliveries but we were able to hack i mean trust was also another thing where people were you didn't trust you know um local websites to put their cards on there and pay for something because you just felt like you take all my money so there's so many it's so many issues and like on the bootstrap started i mean grants would only take you further but if you're bootstrapping most of it it was it was obviously incredibly hard to um raise funding from vcs because one the were and love these enough VCs in the ecosystem secondly um a lot of people had thrown money in e-commerce and they hadn't really seen the returns that they wanted so everyone was kind of like holding back right like the market was clearly not ready for e-commerce because the underlying um the underlying infrastructure did not exist so we pivoted yep. to start doing fulfillment so we partnered with um DHL, FedEx GPS where if you wanted to send a package from Lagos to London for example it will cost you 30,000 naira which was or 15,000 naira which at the time was like a hundred dollars and if it come to girls, it'll cost you 25 and was we'll still making profit and DHL will pick up from you and deliver it so how yeah. did you get <laughs> them
0: to do that what <laughs>
1: because
0: <laughs> <So, laughs> you could promise them volume or like how are you getting that it was like costco style bulk okay yeah bulk okay um, fascinating so
1: yeah you know it was great it was exciting we're making money i think we made north of 50k in revenue um at the time but it wasn't what was i wasn't excited doing logistics that's not why i moved back to lagos i didn't it's stressful i mean there's a lot of money in logistics but i wasn't particularly excited about doing it so after three years i was just like "It's time to throw in the towel let me figure something out um went into growth consulting joined this um, boutique growth consulting firm from bristol joined as head of growth became country director became general manager and then within two years the company exited and i was just like okay what am i gonna do with my life (laughs) and (laughs) so looking at like all the learnings and everything i've learned and going into my wise and then all that introspection I was yes. like, okay, um, I, I really still want to be here. I feel like the opportunity here is crazy, and I is on tap, and I I need to I'm, I need to be at the center of it. So, took my learnings. What have I learned? Who do I like solving problems for? Is it consumers or businesses? Realize I like businesses because they're they're reliable revenue. Yeah. than and consumers yeah.
0: consumers are kind of fickle, right? <laughs> I wish I talked to you five years ago, but yes. <laughs> But yes, you're right.
1: <laughs> Sorry, consumers. We love you. We do love you very
0: much. Navit loves you.
1: <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and I was like, looking at the problems, like, what problems do they really face? And how can I use technology to you know solve that? And that's how I came up with Duka, because I realized if you want a business to thrive in a digital economy, they must have the tools that set them yes. up for that. So looking like the basic of bookkeeping doesn't exist right some of them just like oh my brain is smart i can remember how much i made last week but would you remember that in a year's time you would yeah exactly um your bookkeeping practice is almost non-existent you're probably using a cute ledger to record i made this much i spent this much but when it's time for you to grow as a business that's you don't have enough data to make data. informed decisions you don't have okay. enough data to access financial services and Lack of data is very limiting because nobody's going to take you serious because they don't know who you are, right? All your, yeah. all your transactions happens over cash. It's, it's a little backward in today. Which it prevents digital- you
0: yeah, from, from getting game.
1: Yep. So for us, it's like, how can we combine, you know, how can we create a one-stop solution that combines bookkeeping, digital bookkeeping. So basically digitizing the manual process that you're used to and also enabling them to accept digital payments. Because whilst on the consumer side, consumers are embracing digital payments and technology at a rapid level, businesses are still, you know, They're still backwards, right? It's still cash that is king. So it doesn't add up, right? You're creating all these consumer tools and consumer technology and consumers are like riding on that wave. And businesses who are like the bedrock of the economy are still struggling, are still running their businesses like it was 1885. It's not a sustainable way to grow. So we had to fix that. And that's how um came about.
0: I love it. I mean, I can't even tell you. So if I spent, you know, that I spent 12 years in Sub-Saharan Africa, specifically seven years in, in West Africa. So I know Nigeria, I've worked in, I've been to Lagos, I've been to Abuja, like, I understand your environment, but I want it. but maybe we can give a little bit, our audience just a touch of understanding, like the consumer apps and digital payments started in Kenya. Like fintech started for consumers on the continent but to your point you know most of small businesses are still kind of in this cash based society they're they're working in markets or I in mean, could you explain a little bit the market opportunity and what the market's like there
1: yeah so just looking at africa right there's a 1.7 trillion dollar untapped market opportunity right in the informal sector now what we mean by informal sector are businesses who primarily trade over physical cash so the exchange of value and whatever money is is physical cash that is stressful as a consumer i don't want to walk around with a bag full of cash you know trying to pay Mm -hmm. you because that's not safe for me. It's stressful. I have to, remember. I, I don't remember how I, I have to go home and bring out my calculator and start calculating, oh, I bought milk for, how much did I buy milk for again? I don't remember. Like yeah. how many, do you, you know, like it, it's, it's it's confusing, but if I have all, if I had to pay via like, you know, a digital wallet or I paid with my card, I can easily just go back and be like, oh, look at my bank statement, and I'm like, oh yeah, this is what I spent and I remember this. Yeah. It's so much easier, right? Looking at Nigeria alone, Nigeria's Nigeria's economy, right? Sixty-seven up to sixty-seven percent of our GDP comes from the informal sector, which yeah, means physical incredible. cash. Ninety-nine point eight percent of all businesses in Nigeria are in the informal sector. Physical cash. That's crazy. Wow.
0: That's it's that's crazy. It's, it's crazy. crazy. And it, it's one of the reasons why. I mean, when I came back to this U.S. and I was looking at at what I wanted to do in. The world of entrepreneurship and what you're doing is solving such a massive problem because if it's informal and if it's cash-based, there's no transactional record to give people credit history and to give them good banking opportunities right so the access to credit that the united states has is is like it has this huge downside of debt and consumer debt and all the things that it can do to you but the upside of having access to credit from a small business perspective is that you can grow your business like you have these opportunities to expand to grow and if you don't have that kind of digital payment system and banking records you can't create a really robust financial system so you're not only doing bookkeeping but you're doing payments as well like you're helping the infrastructure of the banking system in Africa and specifically Nigeria grow so could you talk about that it's just so fascinating and you're solving such a massive need it's so cool yeah
1: yeah yeah and I tell people this all the time I'm just like in the next two to three years nobody yeah will know small businesses the way Duca does because we have we, we've given you the operating system on which your entire business runs I know when your milk is going to run out for you to be able to make coffee and serve your customers I know you know your turnaround time for like a bag of rice for you to make I don't know chicken curry rice something like yes. i i literally <laughs> literally is very I know, good i know the peak seasons i know you know when you when you make the most money i can even prompt t- you ahead of time like hey you know christmas is coming do you need money you know to stock yeah. up your shop yeah. like here's free money well
0: not free it feels like wouldn't that be nice yeah <laughs> here's an <You> know? advance <laughs> You yes.
1: know we can we can help you fund that crazy growth or crazy traction you're about to see in November yeah. and December. Here's some cash to help you meet that demand, right? Like that is that is the power of data when it's 100%. available and when it's harnessed.
0: Yep. Yep. And banking structures that can uh, pass money digitally. I can't. So I could go on forever as two entrepreneurs like geeking out about this incredible opportunity. But I want to go to your money story. We can come back to Duca because I think that there's a huge part of that's part of your story. But you were in Asia, like you were in diaspora in different places in the world. Let's start at the beginning. Like, do you have a like first money memory? yeah i do it's it's quite funny
1: <laughs> my relationship with money is quite funny i've always been comfortable about money um i remember when i finished primary school and i was number seven in the country in terms of like who scored the highest nice yeah and my parents are like yeah you know what happened to the first three why weren't you <laughs> number
0: one?
1: Typical- oh man <laughs>
0: you can't win
1: Ty- typical african parent you are like the, person, <laughs> the people who came first to six what happened to them are you not smarter than them <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> african parents don't choke around you just like you're not smarter than that person why 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 didn't you come first Exactly, oh, man. so I, I didn't get any special reward, right? That's, that's right, what I'm trying to say. no special reward, nothing. So, I had this family friend, which it was very close to family, and then he gifted me money and you know, giving me cash, I was so happy, and then I kept it. And then I remember one day, my dad was just like, Do you still have that cash? I was just like, Yeah, because I knew where this was going, and she's like, Yeah, you know. Um today is Saturday. Um I need to buy something. Banks are not open. Typical cash, right? You needed yep. physical cash. Here right? we are, full to circle.
0: <laughs> full circle. <Back> to Duka. <laughs> yeah,
1: he's like, um, you know, I need the cash to buy something. I mean something for a door that needed to be fixed. And five thousand era at the time was what I got and you know, was pretty much enough for him to do whatever it's like i'll give you a monday with tears in my eyes i gave my dad my five thousand like, tears because i knew that's the last i would ever see oh okay. no mm-hmm. come monday i'm just like um dad so where's my money it's like what money it's like you live in my house for free you eat my no, free food no. i pay your shot. what money like you should be paying me you're living rent free
0: <laughs>
1: i'm sorry how old are you now oh i was i was 10 or 11. oh my god <laughs> i was so hurt i was hurt because i was just like this money i deserve this cash you took away the only price i was so <laughs> upset but obviously like ask your dad right like oh, what are yeah, you doing you're not create? fighting that yeah so that really upset me and i was just like this is i was like no i need to create a way to be able to like like i had to be aware of my money like you can't i felt duped i felt cheated I felt like, yes. you know, we had a deal, you broke the deal. So what I started doing was I I had a notebook and my mom used to, for some reason, I just, I, I just had cash all around. Like, you know, I was just, you know, um, I was this outgoing child, you know, people would just love me. I'm very friendly. I'm always smiling, you know? So yeah. people would just like gift me and, you know, over yeah. here growing up, people just give you cash because it's easier, right? People don't walk around yeah. with gifts, <laughs> right? Right. They will like give you a little something here yeah like oh you know here's you know you know thank you for doing this you know here's a little tip so i just always had cash i had like a piggy bank i'll put it inside i would lock a padlock it and then on my opening day i'll break it open and start counting because oh my god i have this much money what am i going to buy i used to buy silly stuff i used to buy wristwatches and then my friends in school would take it so i stopped buying wristwatches because if i don't wear one you can't take it you know figure that one out (laughs) so (laughs) So thank you I just had a lot of money. So my parents knew that and then they used to take advantage of that. And my mom who I didn't have I didn't have the guts to face my dad but I could face my mom, right? Yes. So <laughs> <laughs> I totally get it. I get it. So my mom was like um you know I need to buy something your dad isn't home I don't have cash. You know can you borrow me so I will bring my notebook. I'll be like okay if I'm going to give it cash but this is a whole transaction, right? So I'll be like, I write today's date. I'll be like, on today, mom requested to borrow X amount, and she promised to pay back on this date with interest. Like when, yes, like, yes I take interest. I'm just like, if you don't, you're borrowing am in bank right now. So if you're gonna take money from me, you're gonna pay. And if you take 5,000 naira, you have to pay me 200 naira extra because the inconvenience <laughs> in me, I may need that money before time. So I need to be paid for the inconvenience you're about to, you're about to cause me." And my mom is like, what child gave birth to you? I was like, I would like to know because right now it sounds <laughs> like you're it, <it's> disowning me. <laughs> you know? So she would sign. I mean, she has no other choice, right? So she would sign, yeah. i sign, I'll get my brother or my sister to sign, so we True have witnesses. witness. <laughs> Yeah, so, like so literally the birth of duca that was your first bookkeeping. That, that yes, you know, you know, I've never thought about it that way, but this is it. Thank the you for this realization. Day. That was my first, first bookkeeping experience. <laughs> it's amazing. So, you know, my mom would be like, I don't understand this child's like, Boy, you're going to eat from the food I'm about to go. I was I don't care, you you feed me, anyways. You know you decided to birth me so don't yes. don't try to guilt trip fault. me yeah like don't try to make me feel guilty that i exist you decided to have another child and here i am so yes. don't try to say i'm gonna of course i will eat are you going to starve me <laughs> <laughs> so, Amazing. So, so would she pay me back with the interest she would pay me back with in interest and then you know sometimes you're like no i'm not going to pay you i was like you know i know where you hide all your money so don't don't turn me into a thief either you pay me or i'll go there take my money and take whatever interest that i choose and i was like if you find i was like oh and she's like no you don't and then i start telling her where she hides all like the different spots she hides her money and she's like oh my god this child so she will pay me and there were some times where she would pay me and then maybe I'm out of money. I was like, you haven't paid me this money. She's "But I did. I was like, I, I forget. So the fact that I've forgotten, you have to pay me again.
0: And oh she went. Oh God. God. <laughs> now you're hustling. <laughs> Your bookkeeping was only the ledger out. It was never the ledger in.
1: <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that's, that's my earliest experience. I was always like very aware and conscious, which is why I don't have issues talking about money. I'm like super money is like a super comfortable topic for me to talk with about anybody.
0: Incredible. (laughs) I just adore it. So that gives me a really good flavor of your family of like what happened in childhood. So when you went to like, go to college and leave the house, like, were you just like, a little entrepreneur from the beginning like you knew what you're gonna do with your money like or was it something you had to learn over time like how to how to manage money and build build wealth so when I went to uni I had
1: to learn self-control around money yeah because this yeah. is me you know foreign students getting a, you know 500 to a thousand dollars a month as you know stipends from my dad and you know you just have a lot of cash and you know everything's yeah. been paid for so like i'm just buying nonsense literally just i'm just looking for stuff. So i have like yeah. beauty products to last me three months but i'm in drugstore every day looking for something to buy and I ha- i had to catch myself like this is a problem and it needs to stop and then i realized that the reason why i'm always like in the habit of like wanting to buy stuff is one i need to avoid the shops honestly secondly yeah. i also yeah. need to stop carrying cash around Cause I realize when I have cash in hand, I just spend it. I'm looking for something yeah, to buy. Everything is, everything is like, Oh my God, it's like a new shiny toy to me. I want to drink yes. some, you know, gra- you know, some grande, um, yeah, coffee or whatever. Yes. I don't have a slice of cake. I'm not even hungry, but I just need to yes. spend the cash. So I realized that once I cut back the you know, the amount of cash I have in purse, it reduced my spending. And then, amazing. I, yeah, and I had a call. I remember having a conversation with you know one of my mates in school, and it's just like you're always in Starbucks. This isn't it expensive? You must be rich, rich. And I'm looking at this person like you're from Malaysia, and your family has like plantations upon plantations of like palm oil. So you, you're kind of richer than me. Like you're insulting yeah. me right now, but he wouldn't spend more than fifty bucks a week.
0: Yes. So amazing. for me.
1: For me, I was just like, nah, there's something this Chinese kid knows that I need to know. <laughs> like <laughs> what am I doing different? <laughs> like <laughs> So I had to see like, by okay, so how do you spend what do you eat? Like he's like, no, so I cook at home and then you know, if I come out, I put I'm very like strict to myself. I'm only spending maybe ten or fifteen bucks when I'm outside. So if my friends invite me, you know to go out i'm going to say okay what is what's the budget of this place if it's if i you know spent over 50% of my budget for the week then i'm going to decline until next week and then he yes. also gave room for allowances for like entertainment and stuff i was just like i need to do that like that would really yeah. help so like having money conversations with my mates in school helped me to be able to refactor some of my bad spending habits and that helped a lot Amazing. and i started yeah and i I mean, I mean i think i'm a good saver i save for experiences like i'll save up yeah. in a globe put my hands on there okay this country i've never been and i'll travel there blow up my money and then come back and do the same thing right but i was yes. saving right i was saving say yeah two yeah ago, so it wasn't exactly i was i was spending it on experiences so that's amazing that's yeah that that, that was a good learning curve when i became an adult and well, I guess when I left
0: home to uni and then eventually started working. So so at that time you went to uni in London, right? Were you, where were you? So I went to school in
1: Asia and I was an ex- exchange student in the US for six months. Um, Amazing. Yeah, I figured Asia. I mean, it was the UK university, but we had campuses in Asia and I did the math. It took six hours from Lagos to London. My dad can show up anytime. It takes 24 hours to Asia. So I think <laughs> Asia was... <laughs> No, I'm quite. I'm quite the. I was quite the child. Strategic.
0: Obviously. No, yeah. I think it's brilliant and strategic. I just, you can't
1: just show up on my door. You have to call me because we speak a different language here. So yes,
0: yeah. <laughs> doing it. Yeah. So, yeah. So did he ever show up?
1: He came one time. And I was just like, yeah, I'm not coming back. I don't like this country. Yeah, it's it, <laughs> no, <know>, sorry. <laughs> just that like, i'm not it's like i don't
0: like this country so i'm going to go somewhere else <laughs> but yeah in one time to visit us amazing amazing okay so then you so so really your habits grew from there from uni and then into and you stayed after you graduated in asia to work right where would you work where what what country did you go to to work
1: I worked in Malaysia, so it was a Japanese company. We had oh, yeah. um, operation, we, we were operating in Malaysia, Singapore. And after I left, they also scaled to Japan a little bit. Oh, but it was amazing. easier to start in Malaysia because um, standard of living was cheaper and they had like this 10-year tax break. Some like really amazing products that encourage a lot of people to come and set up companies in Asia. Yeah. Um. So that's where I worked. Amazing. I yeah found a job. But this is quite an interesting money story. I think my dad was harsh on me. He didn't care (laughs) if I was like a girl. Or a boy or last born there was like no special privilege to me he the day i wrote my final exam and this is another interesting story my dad i mean it's kind of special the day i wrote my final exam and i called him he's like oh dad i wrote my final exam today i'm a graduate and he's like congratulations so when is your graduation it's like september it's like hmm so this is june july august september four months okay so i'm going to pay four months of your rent But for your stipends, you're going to have to figure yourself out. So call your brother, you're an adult now. Congratulations. You're going to have to start paying for yourself. I was like, what? (laughs) This is not not a response that parents give.
0: I was literally just telling you that I finished my school. Aren't you going to (laughs)
1: celebrate? He's like, yeah, so you can, he's like, you have two options. After you graduate, I could buy you a one-way ticket to Nigeria, or if you want to work, you can find a job. If you want to do master's, find a, you know, to scholarship. Yeah. But remember, it's like, remember we had a deal when you left to study abroad? I told you either do your first degree in Nigeria and go to your master's abroad, or you do your first degree abroad and then if you want to do your master's, you're on your own. I was like, yeah, I remember. It's like, yeah, so I didn't forget. I was just like, Wow. <laughs> Next week, the two weeks after that, my dad is calling me with like different numbers. In London, he's in the US, he's in Dubai. I just like, "I thought you didn't have money." It's like, "No, no, no." I said, "I don't have money for you. The <laughs> money I have is for me and my wife, which is my mother, to be traveling yes. the world." It's like, "So I'm done. You're the last child I can breathe. I'm done. Uh, now it's for me to goodness. enjoy my life." I'm just like, "Wow, wow,
0: Dad. Like, Thanks, Father. Yeah, you're
1: doing amazing." <laughs> but like all those things actually forced me to grow up like all these yes. things like you have to, you have to grow up there's no there's no babying here no one is babysitting you that's an no. interesting story i just react. i just remembered it now
0: yeah it's a little traumatizing but also it gave, <laughs> it gave you a lot of resilience and grit it did i mean look at me founding today Yeah, exactly. So, so that's what made you go quickly hustle and get a job and start sustaining yourself. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. That's awesome. Thanks for listening to the Navit podcast. Be sure to visit navitmoney.com slash podcasts to join the conversation, access the show notes and discover other incredible money stories. So, fast forward six years. You've now been working for this company, and you decide, okay, it's time. What what made you make the leap? You, like you were confident with your money, you're taking care of yourself. What made you like? I know you said you wanted to come back to Nigeria and do the two years and see if this idea would work. But what was the leap to entrepreneurship? Of like, I want to do something myself. Like, I think I can create value in a business for myself. Fundamentally, I wanted more money. Cause I didn't feel yes. like I
1: was getting paid enough. I know a lot of people are not like very truthful about this, but that was my initial No, it's thought. true. A lot of people feel like, that way. I was like, I want more money. Like I used to have so much money in school. Now I'm just working and paying bills. I don't understand this adult life. It's too hard. I need a side hustle. And you know, you start watching all these videos of where people like oh, to start, start a side business, start this, yeah. start that. You can make money hundred K doing this in six months. Like, I believed it. <laughs> so yes. I was just like, you know what, I'm going to start something. And then, like working in tech, I was just like, I don't think I have the bone to interface with customers. I need to build something that self runs, right? I need yes, to yeah. leverage on my technology background to build something that is scalable, that I can have a lot of customers just like click, 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 and there's money in my bank, right? So it's like e commerce is easy. Like people are doing it on Amazon, Alibaba, or AliExpress. Passive income. <laughs> and being in Asia, like I had access to a lot of manufacturers like manufacturing, all kinds of things. Right. Yes. Um, so I started, I actually started with my sister, my sister, she was selling weaves, human hair. Well, yeah, ladies. Yeah, weaves, yeah. Right. Yeah. In Nigeria. So I would source for, for the, for the manufacturers and then I would send them the money and then I would have them ship it directly to Nigeria and I'll get my cut. And so I was just like, wow, this yes. is great. I need something more like, this is great. This is operated my sister quickly tired of that business because yeah it's a lot yeah it didn't exactly pan out that she wanted so she stopped doing that she's like i need something of my own is there a way for me to build a website that allows diasporas like me to be able to find like african-made things and also like africans on the continent be able to find like you know products that I could help them source from like Alibaba, or Aliexpress, because I'll come to Lagos to visit my family and my folks, my parents, yeah. and I'm seeing something that is worth like $3 in Nigeria saying $100. I'm like, I'm not going to pay for that. I know how much it's worth. Like, that's ridiculous. Yeah. Like I understand shipping, sourcing, but that, that that's a crazy jump, right?
0: Wait, sorry. $3 in Lagos and we're a, was $100 or the opposite?
1: the opposite. So it'll be three dollars yeah. in Asia and then in Lagos yes.
0: it will be like it's a hundred dollars. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I mean if it was
1: five, fair. if it's ten, I understand, but a hundred is a jump. And uh-huh. I will not pay for that. So it's just like I have access to all these OEMs. I can make it easier. I can you know bring in this product for people cheaper. I was like so I was trying to create a platform that did you know both ways. You know, if yes. you if you're if you're abroad as African, you can source for African made products. If you're in Africa you're looking for like, I guess affordable imported items the platform could also help you do that so that's how i started i I tried building you know my off time weekends i tried building the platform i was taking so i was working for a startup you have no time when you're an operator in a startup you literally have no time So (laughs) so i had somebody in lagos and started teaching him like joined me as an intern started teaching him learned enough i upgraded him to cto level that was a mistake don't do that
0: ever <laughs>
1: lessons yeah don't do that no, yeah don't, don't. <laughs> you don't, take any don't promote people to too quickly yes no no um didn't turn out well eventually um story for another day but you know tried doing that tried assembling a team as i was abroad and it just wasn't quite panning out simple things simple inquiries um it was taking like two weeks for them to get back to me I was just like this is not rocket science and at the time i was already like I was pretty much like, okay, I think I've maxed out my time in Asia. It's time for me to go somewhere else. So I, I, you know, that's with like, you know, other occurrences that were going on in my life. And I was just like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to leave. Um, I'm going to try out, you know, this idea for two years in Lagos. And if it works great, if it doesn't work well. I'll go to the U.S. and earn six figures. It's not that, you know, yes. like that's that's a feel forward, right? Um, and with some entrepreneurship experience, so I think I'll be, you know, better than most people.
0: So that's how I, that's how I got into it. It's incredible. It's incredible. So now as an entrepreneur navigating investing and investors and small business management and all that, like how has... It sounds like you were really confident with money from the beginning. Like this is 10 years old, ledgering, like you're, you feel very good about this. But have you had like an emotional change over time of like how you do it? And then you learn to save and you kind of learn how to money manage and support yourself, which is incredible. But now as an entrepreneur, has there been a shift even more into like how you think about money?
1: Yeah, it has. There's been a shift because, you know, there's been a shift and there hasn't now I would say there hasn't, because for me, I've never easily been swayed with money. Maybe because even it wasn't a lot, but I've always had, like I saved, I got, you know, gifted money. Money has always been a comfortable place for me. So I'm not one that you can easily sway with money because I'm pretty comfortable and I feel, I guess I realized eventually that I can make money from anything. Literally I, I sometimes I joke around and say this to my friends. I like, I feel like I'm a walking money printer because I feel like I will find an opportunity in something that will print money. Like we'll make money out of it. Like that's how my brain works. I'm always like, we can make money doing this. And yeah. Like, this way. <laughs> always, yeah. Um, so that way hasn't changed. Um, another way hasn't changed is I think my perspective of money. I had to I had to really narrow down what my perspective of money is. Right. And I always tell this to people. I tell people I don't care about money. And then they laugh at me. They're like, come on. Even like, I, I remember having a conversation with one of my investors, like, I really don't care about money. I was just like you do. I was like, no, no, no. Okay. Let me explain what I mean. I mean, <laughs> I, I really like making money. Like it excites me that I'm able to, you know, build something or do something that people will pay me for or people yeah. will pay for like that. That is exciting. Everyone will get excited about that, but why I say I don't care about money is it doesn't, I don't think is. it's not, it doesn't really move. It doesn't really change much because you have more money doesn't mean the cost of bread is going to go up because you can buy more. It doesn't mean, the, the, you know, the cost of an iPhone is going to go up. You can basically ac- accessorize it right with other right. things right. you can, you know, you can travel in style, you can choose to fly, private debt or first class or business class but you will still get from a to b so fundamentally more you just need enough money in life to to yes. live a comfortable life but you don't yes. need a lot of money to be happy like that's my perspective of money um yes. and like bread is not going to be more they're not going to sell more expensive bread or gold yeah. plated bread because you yes. have more money to pay for it Yes, right. That's my perspective. Of so it's like
0: money isn't a driver like it like you enjoy making money. You're an entrepreneur. It's natural in your kind of genetics to enjoy mm-hmm. that and to be. But you're not driven by having more and more and more. You're driven by creating something of value in the world and and having people pay for it. Yeah, Cause yeah, I, I mean, love it.
1: I know that I would make money anyways. Like, I know, I know that, like, I've already seen, like, this is going to make a a shit ton of money, but that's not why I'm doing. I'm doing it because I believe in creating value because, you know, when you create value, you create something people love and want, they'll pay you anything for it. So money yes. is like the byproduct of you know actually value creation.
0: Yeah. So you actually love solving problems. You're like I do. a problem, which is a lot of most entrepreneurs. It's like <laughs> that's what we're driven to do, right? To find yeah. a problem and find a way to solve it in a sustainable way. I love it so much. So okay, this has been so incredible, Katura. I so we have a final segment where we do um Hot take. So, uh, would you rather? Okay. So, I'm going to okay. do that and then we're going to plug where people can find you because okay. what you're doing is incredible and it's definitely solving a problem in the world. <laughs> so excited. <laughs> okay. Uh, would you rather uh, make coffee or buy coffee out? I will buy coffee out because I don't make great coffee. I- oh.
1: <laughs> I yeah, I do, I do instant coffee and it's terrible. I like being you know, I like barristers attending to me. I mean if I could make coffee yeah. I would love to make it, but I don't. Um, yeah, I'm cool. a instant coffee type of girl
0: at home. uh uh-huh. um, Okay.
1: But no. I, I appreciate really good coffee, so I'd rather buy out.
0: Yeah. To buy it out. I'm with you. Yeah. I love good coffee. I'm with you. Um rent or buy? Like a house or yeah, office or whatever. Depends, you know.
1: Um I'll buy it if if I can make money out of it. Oh my God, this sounds
0: terrible. (laughs) (laughs) No, you're a businesswoman. I love it. So you would buy it if you could turn it around and make money. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) I think we're getting your money story here, my friend. (laughs) I love it. I love it. (laughs) Um, uh, Netflix or uh, do you guys have Hulu? What what what, uh, streaming services do you guys have?
1: So we have Netflix, um, I know Hulu, but Netflix is popular here. Hulu hasn't Isn't really, Hollywood. yeah, it's not really popular, Netflix so Netflix. Enough.
0: Is there one for, you know, Nollywood? I was Nollywood, yeah. To Nollywood. Oh. So how do how do you source? Okay, explain to the world what Nollywood is. So Nollywood
1: is Nigeria or Africa's Hollywood basically. Yeah. I think that's easiest way to like. Totally.
0: <laughs> and it's it. incredible. Yeah. They have like a, it's it's like from the Indian Bollywood types the dancing to the sitcoms like the telenovelas of like they have every and normal like good movies and like it's <laughs> it is a whole industry of incredible film. It is and it's
1: thriving. It's crazy. Like Netflix is investing so much in like Nigerian like Nollywood movie uh, productions. Yes. It's, it's it's and the
0: movies on Netflix are really good. No, they really are. I yes I watch those in the Korean the Korean sitcoms higherwood movies really I watched. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay so Netflix. Uh okay this is like our big one. Would you rather have I know what you're gonna say. This is gonna be hilarious. Okay. I would you rather have a million dollars or fifty million dollars, but have a mime permanently following you around. Do you know mimes like, yeah, like uh, the ones that don't uh, talk and they do these like, yeah, uh, fifty million, They're yeah, entertaining. <laughs> <laughs> you could probably sell tickets to him to, exactly. to the mime, right? <laughs>
1: exactly. The mime can help us, you know, double that fifty million. <laughs> exactly.
0: Exactly. The entrepreneur herself. Yes, amazing. Amazing. <laughs> okay, well, this is so incredible, Katera. Could you tell the world... Okay, last question. What's your next money move? And then can you tell the world where to find you? money move. So I've been... Okay, I guess it comes back to the idea of...
1: I've been toying with the idea of like owning a beach house in Lagos um, for like two years. It doesn't cost so much. So I see your eyes, yes. you're just like... Oh.
0: No, no, I'm like, <laughs> no. can I come visit? No, I was thinking, what fun, you should do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, I don't know why. I think
1: COVID is just like you know, COVID just makes you
0: like put a lot of things that you wanted to do in the back burner because you're like, it's not
1: that important. Like people are right. dying here. <laughs> um right. but I, I really I really want to own that. So I guess that's a personal investment. Wanna home a home, right? Um I think it's about time in my thirties, you know, so like one of the things you start thinking about, right? Yeah. Um also I wanna help people in terms of I want to help people and this is back to me being an entrepreneur right and solving problems I want to help them be comfortable with money and save better or you know yeah I just want people to manage their personal finances better Um, because I I see a lot of people like struggling with money and I don't think having not having enough money is a problem I just feel like they're terrible savers or they're terrible at like managing their personal finance and it's not because they're bad people it's just that they probably didn't have money um backgrounds that i did where i'm just like charging my mom interest rates (laughs) and like personal loans (laughs) natural (laughs) aptitude
0: to become a banker Oh,
1: they just didn't. Like I had, I have a friend who, you know, she just, it was not up until meeting me and then the friends I introduced her yep. to, did she really understand the concept of like money? She was a good saver, but that's all yep. she did. She saved. And then yep. she saved money and the money didn't, it only grew by like, what, 10,000 in her currency point, what, over 6%. the last 10 years. Yeah. And she's upset. Cause she's 20 like, 20 if I'd known I could have bought cryptocurrency, I could have done this, I could have done that. I could have grown that money significantly. But I wasn't able to because I wasn't informed. So I, I, I see I see a lot of people and it's not just about young people. It's also about um, people who are, you know, in their mid thirties, didn't get this background
0: or, ha- you know, have like an enabling environment growing up on, you know, to have like this money habit. So you're driven to help other people become financially confident and have money conversations. And yeah, I think money conversations because
1: a lot of people, I mean, even like in relationships, you know, business partnerships, the reason why most relationships fail is because of money. People are not totally. asking the right questions. People are not having the right conversations. Yep. And I think yep. money is such, I don't know why it's a tricky subject. I just feel like if you're able to have an open mind and open conversation about these topics, then it will be interesting. Like, okay, so we're going, we're doing this boy, girl, man meets woman relationship, right? Yeah. How are we going who who pays for it? Are we doing 50-50? Are you taking care of some things? Yes. Am I taking care of some I think having these yes. conversations early on saves you from a lot of drama and problems? So, Hundred yeah, percent. And even business partnerships, like how are we going to do money? Like who guess what? We get to do we pay ourselves salary. At the end of the year, are we going to keep 90% of the profit and put it back into the business and share 10% in dividends? Like These are conversations that people need to have early on. And I don't know why people shy away from it because I am very comfortable talking about money. It doesn't make sense to me. But I feel like there are so many ways we can help people like that that struggle to have this money conversation. That's
0: it. That's the core of Navit. That's the core of what we do. So I cannot agree more. And I think the world will be a more healthy place by having because you're more confident you're able to navigate tough conversations or tough experiences and money's just like a tool to help you live you know your best life pretty much amazing yes (laughs) thank you well thank you so much for coming on our podcast and telling us your story it's truly amazing i so tell tell everyone where they can find you so you can find me on linkedin
1: um twitter at ketura Ovio. that's k-e-t-u-r-a-h-o-v-i-o so let's get real obvious. um yeah. yeah i'm easy to find uh, first name last name one word you know you'll find me
0: <laughs> easy yeah. easy and,
1: easy yeah and if you want to know more about what i do at Duca, you can follow us at you know Duca on linkedin on, on instagram twitter facebook you can find us at trust Duca. so that's c-r-u-s-t-v-u-k-k-a
0: and you have um, international investors, like you have Nigerian investors and Amer- that's how I know you. One of our a colleague of ours who's invested in you said, yeah. well, you two really need to talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I love it. Thank well, thank you, you Kater. All that will be in the show notes. And we are so grateful you came on and told us your money story. Thank you so much.
1: Thank you so much, Ari. It's been fun. <laughs>
0: Thanks for listening to the Navit podcast, where we share money stories. If you enjoyed this episode, don't forget to like and subscribe and share this episode with your friends. See you on the next episode.